Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome, friends. Are you feeling invaded? You know something living in you that shouldn't be there. We all kind of feel like that sometimes. Yes, you have invaders. You have residents living in you that you might not want. Now, a couple of them, not so bad. Too many, really bad. It's all right when just, you know, a single person hangs out at your house for the weekend, but a whole group of people for a year, not so fun. Well, guess what? Yeast. Oh, yeah. Yeast does that to you. I have several episodes talking about this kind of topic, you know, the parasites and molds and things like that, but we're going to specify one. It's known as candida because it's the most prevalent. It's the one you're dealing with all the time. It causes so many issues. So let's get right into it. First of all, you have what's called a mycobiome. Not just a microbiome. Yes, you have a, a mycobiome, which is a whole bunch of molds and yeast that live together in harmony. You have some good ones and some bad ones. Now, mold as a whole is actually dormant until it blooms. Oh yeah, gotta wonder what that looks like, right? Mold blooming? Kind of weird. You have 150 different kinds of mold and yeast in your body. It's one of the hardest infections to get rid of. It's everywhere, including in your blood. You can see yeast actually in your blood under live blood analysis. Then there's yeasts that are completely resistant and nothing can touch them. Usually, they're in the blood. Candida albicans is one of these that we're kind of discussing today. There's two forms of candida, but albicans is the one you've probably heard about. Either way, this addresses both of them. They're fungus, and they can adapt to just about any condition in your body. If you stop eating carbohydrates and sugar, then it will start to consume ethanol, also known as alcohol. This is its favorite food. Sugar. I know. You're thinking more about sugar, Eric. Yes, I am, because you're seeing sugar is far-reaching. So you could actually be a carnivore or on a zero-carb diet. And as soon as you have alcohol, bang, you just fed it and now it grows. It can adjust its needs based on the environment you've created in your body. It's extremely virulent, and once it grabs a hold, it is very difficult to get rid of. Basically, it morphs into whatever it needs to be in order to survive. Candida, it actually creates a biofilm and then lives in this biofilm, which I've spoke about before in the parasites episode. Think of mucus, phlegm. That stuff that comes out of your nose when during a sinus infection, it looks just like that. Proteinous structures, water, toxins in there, protecting it. This biofilm is its barrier between it and us. Yeah, it's living in you and using you. The way it moves in the body creates what's called hydrolysis, which is when candida will use water to break through tissues, and then it also makes proteases, which are enzymes that eat away at tissues. They're protein enzymes, so they can kind of eat their way through to where they want to go 
hydrolysis is like water erosion, but they sort of use it as a way to break down and really liquefy a tissue to pass through. So making it super wet, really, really soft through the water. And then they use the protease enzymes to eat through it like an acid. In your mouth, it's known as thrush. I know you've heard of this. More of that yellow look. But there's also other kind of coatings on your tongue as well that are associated with all kinds of least yeast infections. Then from the mouth, it can get into deeper tissues of the mouth, causing all kinds of diseases. Then when you swallow, it can end up in your respiratory tract through your esophagus. And that causes all kinds of respiratory issues. Then because you swallowed, it made its way into your gut. Again, from the mouth, into your gut, into your lungs, into your bronchial areas. The other way is chemotherapy. See, chemotherapy actually destroys the mucosal linings of your body. And so it can do that to your lungs and your gut. And then that causes things like leaky gut or leaky lung. Candida also kills what's called neutrophils. Those are protecting your lining. Neutrophils are cells that respond first to any type of infection or a wound. These will actually make up like 50 to 70% of your white blood cells. They're made in your bone marrow. You've also seen candida in the genital areas, basically your urinary system. Y'all have kind of dealt with this before. Mostly women, less with men, but it happens to everybody. Once they're in the urine though, they duplicate and then they enter into the bloodstream to infect the rest of the body. So they go from the mouth through to the gut, through the digestive system, end up in your urine, and then from the kidney and bladder area, they pass through into the rest of the body. They can also invade your skin, causing acne and rashes and all kinds of skin issues. They can spread from skin contact to skin contact. See, if your microbiome is poor or your skin health is poor, then even your microbiome inside your body in every single area of your body on or in it, then someone else's candida can pass through your skin or if you kiss them or exchanged bodily fluids, passing right through the mucosal linings and your skin and causing all kinds of issues in the rest of your body. The other way they get in is if you burn yourself. This is why it's really important that you don't neglect a burn. Yeah, if you just got a tiny little burn, it's not a big deal. But if you had a serious burn, that's why you have to make sure that you are keeping that sucker clean. Antifungals, antibacterials, you got to make sure nothing penetrates because that's directly right into your body. So if you puncture your body, even just a needle, maybe even like a nail or a knife poke or something like that, even if you bite your tongue or bite your cheek, crack your lip, candida can pass through that and into your bloodstream. It lives in the mucosal layers in the upper mid-GI tract. It loves that area. So that would be after the stomach, kind of the mid to upper small intestine. That's its, its zone right there. You might be wondering, what does it eat? Because everything's got to live, right? Well, its food is exactly the same thing that you and I eat, not just the sugar, but outside of that, the difference is it's looking for elements. 
and things that you and I might not desire, like carbon, <laughs> which they get from carbs and ethanol, alcohol. They live on nitrogen when carbon is not available. And their other food is nucleic acids from living or dead cells. They love iron and heavy metals. That's why it's important to keep heavy metals low in the body. Detoxing every so often, even minorly, helps get rid of those. It can grow and proliferate with other infections like ulcers. They love each other, actually. So sometimes you think, oh, it's the common ulcer. But actually, it's both of them together. You don't think candida is there, but it usually is. So you got to treat both at the same time. It's also almost always present when you have strep. Oh, yeah. You see, candida dampens your immune system. So not only is there with the strep because they love to hang out together, but it's also lowering your immune system, which makes you more susceptible to the infection of strep. Has lots of friends, gets along with, communicates with all kinds of bacteria. So then they create this symbiotic relationship, hanging out all the time. Because the gut is one of the main areas that gets into your body, it's really important you make sure you fix your gut. So then once they eat, what do they create? Well, they create alcohol. And then that converts into acetaldehyde, which is a hangover. <sighs> yeah. And then that creates lactic acidosis, which we've talked about incessantly. So one of its byproducts of eating anything, it makes alcohol. Remember, yeast makes beer, wine, all your hard spirits, apple cider vinegar, regular vinegars. So what are those byproducts? Hmm, that would be the waste after eating. So how do you know if you've got an overgrowth? Well, here's some symptoms. Gas and bloating, abdominal pain, constipation, diarrhea, reflux, indigestion, food sensitivities and intolerances, also hinders absorption of nutrients, and causes cravings secretes hormones to tell you to eat sugar. So it can make you feel really tired all the time because it's stealing nutrients from you, making you eat sugar, giving you a hangover, and then defecating in your body. And you guessed it, lactic acidosis. It's just a vicious cycle. Causes all kinds of weight issues. You just can't control your weight at all. You've tried diets. You've tried everything. Detoxing doesn't matter. It might be candida overgrowth. Lots of testimonies of people losing weight and fat because the candida took over the host. Who's the host? You. Causes all kinds of skin issues. Athlete's foot, nail fungus, vaginal infections. Causes joint and muscle pain. Even mental issues. Because in the body, what it does is it can augment your histamine production. That causes all kinds of mental issues. It creates serotonin and then affects your clearance of histamine and serotonin. Clearance meaning, you know, getting rid of it naturally from the body's waste. Also with mental is neural inflammation. Think brain issues. Oh wait, if you have candida overgrowth, you may not be able to think even causes IBD or irritable bowel disease, airway allergies, 
autoimmune issues, celiac disease, gastric hepatocellular carcinoma, yep, bowel cancer, fatty liver disease, and alcoholic fatty liver disease. It hates acid. Not only does it create alcohol, but it also secretes ammonia, which is alkaline because that helps to balance the acid. Well, if it's secreting ammonia, that gives you ammonia breath. Yay, that's a good one. Nice. So what makes it worse? Well, too much sugar makes you alkaline, and they want to be in an alkaline state. Birth control pills, pregnancy, antacids. Because remember, it doesn't like acid. If you're immunocompromised, all kinds of medications will do it, especially, you all know, antibiotics. And those can come from your food, not just straight medications, especially things like antifungals. So yeah, they can kill some of them like candida and other types of mold, yeast, bacteria, but then other species will explode. Remember, it's a biome. It's a colony. It's a community. It's a village. It's a city. There's more going on than just one person, one thing, one business, one house. So many different things going on. So if you bring one down, like get rid of the police, well, then the criminals go up. Get rid of the criminals, don't need the police. You see? So they just end up dropping a bomb right on the biome. That's not good. Causes all kinds of other weird issues in the body. See, you can't, you can't just kill your way to health. You have to balance the body. Just going in and doing something so drastic, never a good idea, because your body wants homeostasis. And then the microbiomes of your body, all of them, and the mycobiomes are trying to balance themselves as well. What about medications for sinus infections? Oh yeah, those disrupt the microbiome in the sinus cavity, and that starts candida growth up there. It's okay to have a little bit of candida, you just don't want like a whole overgrowth. Since you can't kill all the fungus in the body, you can keep it very low by implementing good health practices. There is a bounce. A small amount's no big deal. Shouldn't feel any symptoms from just a small amount of candida. That's no problem. It's when it gets overgrown. That's the problem. So since you can't kill everything, you want to live with the microbiome, not just kill it and cause all kinds of problems. You want to balance it. What else can cause overgrowth? Well, if you have damage to your mucosal barrier from... High carbohydrate diet, digestive issues, alcohol. This one's weird, but they're figuring this out. E-cigs, because it destroys the microbiome in your mouth. Gross. Which then in turn, like I said earlier, you swallow it. Constipation will cause overgrowth. Heavy metals, of course. Even some research showing caffeine actually increases yeast in the body. I'm going to leave that one alone because that's not a for sure thing yet. And then I'm sorry, but everybody on birth control, whether you're trying to control your estrogen or your symptoms, or you just don't want to get pregnant, that causes major yeast overgrowths. So how do you know you actually have one? Well, you can test for it. There's a lab called mosaicdx.com. You should start with what's called an organic acids test, also known as an oat test. That'll give you a baseline. 
then if you want more info, you can add a stool test. Or you can spit in a glass of water after sleeping. So get up, really just try and get as much out of your mouth of saliva as you can, and then spit into a glass half full with water. Don't drink anything. When you get up, just don't do anything. Gather as much saliva and spit into the cup. Wait a little bit, then go look at it. It will start to separate, and then you'll start seeing from the top of what's separated towards the top of the water, the yeast, if you have any, will start making legs, like splinters coming down out of it. It's really hard to describe. You have to see it. Super gross. But if you don't have any legs, well, that equals no yeast. So this brings us to how to fix it. Well, this is where I give you a small disclaimer. You can definitely feel worse before you feel better because candida, as well as any other parasite, as they're dying, are going to create toxins to survive. Yeah, they poop inside you to make you stop killing them. So in order to balance that equation out, we need tons of good bacteria to help keep it in check. Got to keep that microbiome in good health. That's every microbiome of your body as well. We will have another episode coming up on how to create a really good microbiome. Don't you worry. It's going to be a really fun episode. The other way is to keep your neutrophils and IgA, known as aminoglobulin A. Those control candida population in your body. These come from good health practices. Now for the therapy. I rarely tell you what to do. So at the end of this episode, there's going to be a disclaimer. I just have to do it. I normally don't want to tell you how to fix things because if you feel terrible, then you're going to blame me. And I'm not a doctor. So there's that. Just remember, you're probably not going to feel good doing this. So just full warning. So here's how I do it for myself. Wink, wink. You want to kill the candida on Saturday and Sunday, maybe even Monday, depending on how you feel. Then you nourish your microbiome, your airway, your mouth, your gut, Monday through Friday. So it looks like this. You start with oral health. I have an episode on that. Go back and you can listen to it. Good mouth microbiome. Start right there. Then you got to clean up your diet. You have to go keto. Even if you went to a doctor, he's going to tell you stay away from sugar and so many carbs. So that's just absolutely part of a candida diet. Lots of functional medicine doctors actually incorporate a lot of natural healing techniques with their allopathic medicine, which I like, but this is where it gets really weird and I really get upset. So what is the main food for candida? Ding, ding, ding. It's sugar. So they still want to tell you you can eat carbohydrates of all different types. They'll say, take out processed foods and that's it. Then they say you can have whole foods and grains and fruits and vegetables. Okay, let's hold up for a second. Which vegetables? They're saying you can eat all of them. Just because it's a plant doesn't mean it's good for you. Doesn't matter. They don't care about the carb or sugar content. They're just saying, oh, eat plants. That's not good for candida and yeast. They love the carbs and sugar. Even the little microfibers that are in there that are undigestible, they eat those. They live on those. Then they say, well, 
There are components in those foods that can help control candida. Yeah, but they also have carbs and sugar. I'm not talking about lettuce or celery or zucchini. I'm talking about carrots, potatoes, and everything else that's got sugar in it. They actually tell you that you can eat these things while you are trying to kill it. What is the definition of insanity? Y'all know it. And then they say you should eat a plant-forward diet. What? Guess what doesn't have any carbs or sugar and has the most impact on candida and yeast in the body? You got it. Animal foods. <laughs> then they want to give you antifungal medications. Those have side effects, and it just comes back later with a vengeance. Once you've beaten it, then you can have whole foods if you like, but not while you're in battle. Doesn't mean that you can stop consuming all carbs and sugar and then you're 100% fine. That's the first step. Then you have to take other steps. If you only have a minor issue, then yeah, pull out the sugars, take a few supplements, you'll be fine. Nourish the gut. Or if you're severely impacted with candida overgrowth, then you need to do everything you can minus medications. You don't need the meds. Side note, you do need to go after H. pylori as well. Candida and H. pylori are friends. Usually H. pylori, candida's there, and vice versa. So the best remedy, by far, are probiotics. Why? They displace. As the yeast die off, the good bacteria, the probiotics, take over their spot, so to speak. Saccharomyces boulardii, lactobacillus, ruteri, or you could just take Natrin's Trinity product. Awesome. It's what I use. Small dose daily, or if you're in battle, you can take more. Not going to tell you how much you can take. That's up to you and your person you're working with to heal you. Both of your biomes, both of your biomes, the positive and the negative type, live synergistically with each other. They communicate and hang out and have parties. They watch sports. They get married and have kids. They build houses and communities and villages and cities. They have a military, construction companies, police force, just like we do. The goal is to keep the negative molds down and the microbiome up. Then you fix the mucosal lining. How? Slippery elm. You can make a tea out of it. You can use capsules. Tea is better. Bone broth has to be frozen and organic non-pasteurized. Happen to have an episode on bone broth, just so you know. The other one is marshmallow root. Fantastic. Doesn't taste great, so I recommend capsules. And deglycerized licorice. Now, here's your battle armaments. Sir, yes, sir! These will kill any infection in the gut. So go slow. There's no hurry. Toxins from the parasites are ruthless. They will make your life a living hell if you go too fast. Think many months if you don't want to feel super bad. Now, not everybody will feel that bad and everyone has their own tolerance and, you know, how much they are willing to put up with. So I caution you. I have a disclaimer at the end of this episode, so don't blame me. I'm serious. This is nothing to mess around with. Take it slow. The first one you would use is oregano oil. The best oregano oil you can get is by a company called Biotics Research ADP. The next would be coconut oil. 
Coconut oil has lauric acid, L-A-U-R-I-C. Absolutely awesome thing to kill most bacterial and fungal infections in the body. And it tastes good. Garlic. Why? Sulfur. Not many things can live in sulfur. They don't like it. Next would be uh, bee propolis. If you're familiar at all with bees, I love bees and the science surrounding the bees and their hives and their products that they make. Propolis is how they keep all the fungus and bacteria out of the hive. Because, you know, they, they're out in the environment and they can pick up all kinds of stuff from the flowers and the air and water and then come back to the hive. They could bring it in immediately. Well, if that inside is so sterile, nothing can survive. Well, what could bee propolis do for you then? All kinds of stuff. Not only can you use it internally, you can also put it on your skin. Fantastic. Then there's, of course, grapeseed extract. Lots of research on that one. Now, the most powerful, besides oregano oil, are the alkaloid family. These are my go-to. First one would be golden seal. Second would be berberine, then Oregon grape root, and then golden thread. You've heard a lot about berberine maybe if you're in the health community. Fantastic. I use it every single day because there's not a single reason not to. It helps you in almost everything. It beats all the diabetic drugs for balancing blood sugar all the way to gut health, everything in between. It's amazing. It's not even that expensive. If you can't afford the brands that are optimized for absorption, even if you use a lower quality product that you can afford and you use it daily, it will help you. It's a fact. You can expect two to three months depending on your liver health. So if you want to clean up your liver first, it can be more effective to get rid of the overgrowth. So then how do you keep it away? Well, first way is digestive health. So you have to have good motility and good body movement daily. Keep that stagnation away. Molds love, and yeast, love stagnation, don't they? Think dead tree on the ground. Leaky gut is important, so lectins like gluten will springboard candida. So no grains. And in my opinion, ever. They are poison to the body, contrary to what you have heard. Now, einkorn, E-I-N-K-O-R-N, in an organic form, you can have a little bit, but you should know how to use that grain. Do you consume organic grains? No? Then you're consuming large quantities of glyphosate. That is a nerve poison. Wonderful. We're going to have an episode on that too, coming up. That could be the world's worst chemical. The other way you can keep it at bay is through high immunity. Exercise or lots of body movement will keep your immune system up. So does daily nutrition, good clean water, low carb or no carb diet, stress reduction, good sleep, low EMF exposure, prayer or meditation because that lowers stress. Stress causes all kinds of stuff. Or just don't live on this planet. Just kidding. Real quick on your water. Since candida don't like acid, you could add a little bit of lemon juice or a little bit of apple cider vinegar during the kill phase. After that, don't use it. Because once your body utilizes those acids, they actually turn alkaline. 
and then that's what the yeast want. So you want to be able to use those quickly. So just a little bit and only on the weekends. If it was my choice, I wouldn't use them at all. I would just stick with clean water, super clean water. How about some xylitol gum? You ever heard of it? Fantastic. Good for your mouth. You can add xylitol. You can buy xylitol and you can add it to your diet. You can also make your own toothpaste and add it to that. Super good for your mouth and your teeth health. Remember, if you stop as much as you can in the mouth first, then there's less to deal with later. I use xylitol gum every single day. Not the best gum. Flavor only lasts, yeah, five, 10 minutes, but that's all you really need. Told you about the gum usage on the tongue episode last week. Using your tongue to, quote, chew your gum. Awesome. Listen to that. Super good. But the xylitol makes its way into the tissues around your teeth and in your gums and kills bad bacteria. Creates a good microbiome. So why should you care so much about candida? Well, it affects over 30 million men and women every single day. Also causes septicemia in the hospital, which is life-threatening. It's estimated that most people have or will eventually have a moderate to serious candida condition in their life. According to research at Duke University, candidiasis is the fourth most common bloodstream infection found in hospitalized patients and causes death in 30 to 40% of those cases. That's a killer right there. And then what do they give you for your diet in the hospital? Oh yeah, carbs and sugar. Would you like some Jello, applesauce? No, I'll take filet mignon and asparagus. Thank you very much. Candida produces over 75 known toxic substances that poison the human body. That's incredible. 75 known toxic substances. And they poison you. That's right. I'm going to keep eating my carbs and sugar. I'll be fine. Uh, not according to the 30 million men and women every day. I'm busting on you. Calm down. <laughs> Candida yeast can become so massive and invasive that it takes on a fungal form. What I mean by that is it sends out these long root-like structures that penetrate the mucus lining of the gastrointestinal wall. Like, kind of like, like an octopus. And it just uses those root-like structures, pokes holes, and then gets into the lining, just makes its way through. Kind of like the movie Alien when it comes out of your chest. All right, being a little dramatic, but I think you get the point. Matter of fact, people who've had advanced candida overgrowth have been found to digest less than 50% of their food. They're stealing half your food. It's amazing. It's an incredible destroyer of health. 50 known conditions of candida overgrowth. There are 50 known conditions. That's main conditions, not all the other ones associated with that. That's just 50 basics. So yeah, it is something you should take seriously. Because once you get it, it's extremely difficult to get rid of. And then once you get rid of, you got to keep it away. There's a lot of steps involved there. I've dealt with this myself. I know what this feels like. It's terrible. All right, that's enough for today. If you know 
anyone who needs to know this, please send it along. And if you liked it, maybe a like or comment perhaps on this episode. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. This episode is for educational purposes only. I am not giving advice. This is purely my opinion. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.